You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. This is the HMNAK podcast and the KKCM production. I want to welcome to the stage Mr. Chris Morgan and his gimpy sidekick, Kevin King. Uh, in the back of the place was a, was an automotive repair shop, and uh, the lead technician, his name was Remy, and he was Armenian, and he had a missing front tooth, so I get out and start walking into work, and you just hear this guy in the back, he goes, hey, Chris, Chris, hey, Chris, and I'm like, yeah, hey, Remy, what's going on? He goes, hey, <laughs> He goes, that's killing me. Okay, I'm gonna have a heart attack. You can't kill me. Don't kill me on the show. And the funny thing on that, too, is I'll just, I'd like to throw in, the whole time most of this stuff was happening, I can't say I was involved throughout the whole process, because I wasn't. I came in kind of at the, at the very beginning and kind of middle-ish of it, and then really started talking with you toward the end of it, but you were telling me what you were doing with these guys while you were doing it. Yeah. If we have plenty of, not that I'm ever going to share it. But we both have plenty of private message conversations that we know neither of us deleted that are still in there that is you saying, look, I'm going to fucking say this and watch what the response will be. And bam, that's why earlier in the show I said, you've proven it to me a few times. When you have a, a gut feeling about something, you're usually right. And we've talked about it during the process of you playing them. Yep. So for everyone that wants to sit there and say, oh, there it is, he's lying, he's he's delusional no the fact remains the same it was proven again you don't have to believe me you don't have to believe him but facts are a motherfucker we are back in a new way this is the reboot in 2019 same amazing hashtag, hashtag for collectors, by collectors. I am your host, Chris Morgan, and this is Halloween Unleashed.
like I like this next question, honestly. Um, if you want to go, go right ahead. Oh yeah, definitely. He's he's wondering um, what would you say is the best part of mask making, and tell us about a favorite project, your favorite project that you've gone above and beyond to create the perfect white mask. That is a very good question. Yeah. I remember I remember when I first saw that question. I haven't looked at these questions in weeks. I remember when I first saw that question. I'm like, that is a damn good question. Um, in recent memory, I'm 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 gonna do this in two stages. I'm gonna do part A of my career and part B of my career. Cause the, the, the way I look at it is WMP has really, it's had three lives. Okay. It's had the original white mass productions. It was wicked mass productions and back to white mass productions as of 2018, 2019. So I'm going to look at this as a completely the the early two being lumped together like my first run and then when i was able to come back and finish what i started basically and um so i'm gonna start with the most recent memory first because sometimes going back and thinking about projects back then is 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 hard um but in recent memory, I'm going to say the MB75, just because I got to work with two of my very best friends in, you know, as artists in this hobby to rebirth a Kirk, an original Kirk into wearable form. And um, the fact that it was so smooth, it, you know, I, I've talked about the Mass Brothers Inc. and the story about that. And, anybody hasn't heard that story um i forget exactly what episode it was on but matt was joining us and we talked in extensively about it it's been in the last month or two but that project was a year and a half almost two years in the making and we worked together every single day there was not there was not a bit of ego involved there was not a bit of jealousy involved nobody cared about anything petty it was just three guys who loved working together and we just wanted to put out the best project possible for the people and that was like what what showed me what this line of work is all about and you know what it can be when you remove the bullshit that can go on and i couldn't have i couldn't be exactly where i am right now without that project and without those two guys so i will say that I mean, obviously the ULHD that you helped me with, Aaron, that, that stands out in my mind, but I was still carrying a lot of baggage during that. I still, if if you remember, I was still pretty bitter during that whole thing. I'm not bitter anymore. Certainly didn't show in your work. I could say that. 
Well, I it's kind of like when you hate fuck somebody. You know, I was hate fucking that sculpt. Well, you were dialed in like the, the mad scientist I've always said you are. But I did it with a chip on my shoulder, and when I did the MB seventy five with those two guys, it was it was from a place of love and peace, and it was from a place of zen. Yes, there you go. Um, back in early WMP stuff, um, hmm, I hmm. I, I, part of me wants to say the JTK, but I can't because it brought on so much stress that we talked about on the episode with Nikos uh, last year and don't need to cover it again. You can go back and listen to all four hours of its greatness. <laughs> um, but that whole eight year stress really takes away that process for me, like that project. Um, I was going to say the V75, but I really can't because it went through four different sculptors to get to that point. There was a lot of, there was a lot of money and a lot of pressure and a lot of stress involved. Um, you know, we, we just did an episode on it. I can say the Nemlock, you know, that was a very positive thing. Um, I could also say, I could also say the mayhem, um, even though looking back on it and looking at it and I'm going, didn't turn out like I wanted it to ultimately not very accurate to, you know, obviously to what I'm producing now, but the process was fun producing someone else and being involved and being able to creatively collaboratively with somebody else work together to achieve a finished result is always fun. And, um, you know, I was working with, uh, I was working with Amy at the time and I loved working with Amy. I mean, she was so fun to, to work with. She loved sculpting. She loved feedback. She always wanted to go above and beyond and to give you exactly what you were asking. And she was always trying to tap into what you were seeing. My problem is, when I went to her, I was always trying to emulate other replicas instead of trying to emulate hero masks. And I think if she and I were to work together in 2022, um, it would be a much different situation um, because she'll always give you exactly what you ask her to give you. But I don't think I was always the best communicator with her but working with her on the mayhem, working with her on the Genesis 3.0 was a lot of fun. And that was at a time when I fucking hated this industry. And I just, I, I, she had that thing for over six months. And because of everything that, uh, that had gone on with the site that shall not be named attacking my kid and attacking my family, I just didn't want to look at anything Genesis at all. But that even that process looking back on eight years later i'm able to look back on and say you know if you remove the bullshit that i was going through and like my mind was all fucked up that was a fun project with her because again it wasn't so much about the project it was about 
It was about the person I was working with. And I don't think I ever truly appreciated her working with her, her creativity that I can now that I'm older and now that I'm in a different place mentally. Um, so working with her and working with probably working with her early on in the original WMP days um, is one of my most fond memories. And then in the newer times uh, working with my two mass brothers, Matt and Rick. So, and is he talking about a specific project that stands out as well? Uh, tell us about a favorite project. I, I will not say it's a favorite project, but I will say that um, the V75 has the most interesting story and that story is in the arc is in the archives. So, um, but that was a, that was a very interesting story and looking back on it, I can laugh at it now, but God, what, what a, what a fucking nightmare that was Four sculptors on that. Yeah, that was a very, very intricate process to say the least. Intricate and involved. All right. Well, if that answers up everything for that previous question, then we're going to go ahead and jump on down to the next one. Uh, Mr. Castillo writes that I know you're a marketing expert and a great salesman, but what education, schooling, or skills are needed in mask making? And I'm going to exclude the second part of this question because we basically already covered it. He asked, how did you start in mask making? But if there's anything you feel like adding, go right on ahead. Well, did did, did you just say, how did I start in mask making? That's the second part of the question. How did you yeah, start? Yeah, we already answered that. Um, the most important thing is don't be a dick. You know, talk with your customers or people that message you. And I, I, th I think I kind of emphasize that is try to try to have conversations with people. Make them feel comfortable with you. And I'm not just saying blow smoke up their ass. I mean, be real with them. But get to know people. Stop looking at it as trying to line your pockets and and get and, and squeeze a dollar out of them. If you can't get to something for six months, don't make them pay pay you up front and make them sit on and, and sit on it for six months. It's a lot of stress for you and a lot of stress for the customer because you got to look at it. I've I've had a lot of artists that I've not not talked to me personally, but I, you you see a lot of stories out there where a lot of customers, um we'll talk about a specific artist getting pissed off when you start asking about um, their, their order and people that are probably listening is like, yeah, but you've done it too. Yeah, I have, but I, I've made people only pay a deposit, $25, $50, whatever it is. Somebody wants a refund on that. No problem. You're not happy. Ask for it. It's, it's yours. I do things completely different now. I, I do a reservation list and I, I don't take anything because money every year that we go by is continually devaluing and people are hurting. You got groceries to buy. You got, you got, you, you know, if it's the holidays, you got presents to buy. 
you got birthdays coming up, you got kids, you got, you just lose your job or whatever it is, but you got a, but you got a reservation spot with me that you've had to put no money up for. I'll, I'll circle back to you. You're on my list. I'll circle back to you. If you're ready, we'll, we'll, we'll rock and roll, you know, we'll, we'll do it. If, if not, you tell me when to, you want me to circle back to you, but communicate. Don't, don't just try to take everybody's money and then make them sit and wait. And then when they ask you, because they're getting anxious, think about it from their perspective. If you're an artist that has charged them a fee up front and they're sitting for 14, 16, 18, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 weeks, and you're not communicating and you've taken their money, they have every right to be pissed off at you. Every right to be pissed off at you. If you tell someone as an artist, it'll be a six month wait, pay me up front and it'll be six months. And you know, you're not going to meet that six months. You don't need to wait for them to reach out to you. You need to reach out to them and say, Hey, this is what's changed. Yeah. This has changed or this is going on. Like just recently, man, we're, we're like, it doesn't get cold here often, but you know, like when I'm pouring in cooler temperatures, it, it reacts differently. I'm getting a lot more bad poles out of it. So it's delaying the process. So I have to reach out to people and say, Hey, and, and I'll send, I'll take a picture and send it to them. Like, Hey, look, this is how my poles are coming out. That's looking like shit. So it's going to delay the turn time. Um, I've had a couple people that reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, I know I'm on your reservation list. I just wanted to check in. Are we still on for the time period that you gave me? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. And they have the option at that point to say, well, if it's going to be longer, I probably need to step out of line because I can't afford it right now anyway, or whatever the case may be. And I'm, and I'm totally cool with that. But taking the financial part of it out that people are are getting anxious about. And that's really, let's, let's look at it from the, from the bare bones. People are anxious because they spend a bunch of money and they, they, they want to know that they're going to be able to get their product. That's really where the anxiety comes from. The anger from the artist being hassled about it. Now he's feeling pressure from that. And he doesn't want that customer to go publicly and start calling them out publicly because now now you got a big problem so that's why i said you know from 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 an artist perspective communicate talk to your provide customer service get ahead of something before it ever gets to that point most people are very understanding most you're going to have some assholes in there that are going to be a dick. Yes. There's a quick solution to that. If you didn't take any money from them up front, then you can say, I don't think this is going to work out. And you take them off the list. No big deal. No harm, no foul. Nobody paid anybody any money. There shouldn't be any issue. Somebody's going to be a dick. I don't want to do work for you anyway. As simple as that. If you're one of those people that have taken money up front and you've spent every dime of it, well, yeah, you're going to be in a little bit of a pickle. You're going to have a very bad problem. Don't create problems for yourself. It's very hard to get out of them. Just do it like I 
suggest that that's the advice I have for people is communicate, talk, get to know your customers, lay out expectations. You can't meet those expectations or things change, communicate. It all boils down to communication. 99 point, hang on one second. I got to make this point. (laughs) 99.9% of every problem or a resolution to the problem lies into the communication or lack thereof every single time. You just took Mm -hmm. the words in my mouth. I was going to say, or lack thereof. I can definitely agree with that. And I kind of, I feel kind of like you answered this question, you know, previously, I think, dude, you've, you've offered, you know, very great specific, like on the dot points. And I think the best way that we can sum up uh, everything you've stated is care, care about your craft, your customers and your communication. Lots of C's. The triple C's care, customers, communication, because if you care about your craft then you're going to take it seriously, you're not going to take yourself too seriously, but you're going to take your craft seriously. You're going to become You're going to be dedicated to it. If you're taking your customers seriously, then you're going to be able to keep yourself humble to the point to where you can put yourself in their perspective. And like Chris, like you were saying, if, if you've taken money from them, you know, and there's any kind of an extended wait, hey, put yourself in their position. You just want to know what's going on with the investment, because even though it's, you know, a, a purchase that, you know, uh, re, you know, resides in the realm of a hobby, it's still an investment of someone's hard earned money. So put yourself in their position. And if there needs to be an open line of communication to explain uh, any kind of changes in a time frame that you've given, don't be afraid to do that. You know, that's caring about, you know, your customer, just caring about your customer service. That's showing that you're willing and able to communicate. And that just, you know, that helps you grow, not just as an artist, but as personally as a human being. Yeah. And I just want to add to that, that there's been, and it may be one of you as well, but I know there's definitely people that listen to the show that can attest to this. There's been times I've worked on something. I'm not feeling something. I'm going to reach out to you and I'll say, Hey, I'm not feeling this pull. I'm not feeling this paint job. I'm not liking this. Can I please start over? Sorry about the delay, but I want you to have the very best. And again, it goes back to what lasting memory are you going to leave what part of your legacy as an artist are you going to leave out there if if you were to step out in the street and get hit by a bus tomorrow and you just mailed out five boxes those are the last five masks that you'll ever send out what's the lasting impression that you want to leave to your to your customers that's the way i look at it and what more can be said on that Yeah, I think it's really cool how you, um, you know, you know, you're talking about communication. And I think one of the best things, I mean, one of the best things that 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 I like about what you do is you'll send picture updates, you know, like, oh, by the way, getting started, you know, it kind of builds that excitement and kind of sends some some sort of reassurance that, you know, you haven't been forgotten. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
All right. Well, let's see. The next question we have here is he wants to know what is the most challenging. Okay. What is most challenging about what you do in mask making and what is the most rewarding, which is, I believe we, you know, you covered that, but I mean, mm -hmm. you answer this question, however you like. It's a, it's a difficult one to answer. I think, I think the most challenging part of it is getting in someone else's head and seeing what they see and then trying to create that same vision for them. Because again, I've stated it earlier, the way I see a, you can't kill the boogeyman scene can be different from Hannah's. It can be different from Aaron's. It can be different from everybody's you have to be able to dial in that goes back to the communication thing. You got to be able to dial in to not what you see, but what that customer envisions. And that is sometimes extremely challenging because sometimes let's be honest. Okay. And this isn't a, this isn't a criticism against the people in our community, but can we all agree that there's a lot of people within this community that are introverted and it's sometimes it's hard for them to communicate what they're feeling or what they're, what they're seeing and articulate that properly to you. Can we agree on that? Mm -hmm. So yep. if that's already kind of a general thing that it's hard for someone to do that, it is your job to that, to that point to be able to pry that information out of them, to be able to give you something, just something, so that you can use it, so that you can do the very best you can to make them as happy as you possibly can. So I think that that's the most challenging. I mean, the rest I can get into technical stuff, but that's more of an annoyance versus a challenge. I mean, the challenge is getting the vision right. Yeah. And I think the part where, it, where it's asking about the most rewarding, I think you've made it pretty clear that, you know, is making these people happy and the process that you go about in doing so. That's honestly, there is not one red cent that someone could pay me for a service that can match getting the feedback that this is the best thing I've ever opened. Oh my God, I'm so happy. That's why I love unboxing videos. You get that instant reaction. You get to see how they, how they feel. And when you see them light up or get excited, you had a big part in that. And who doesn't want to make someone else happy? Um, I do. And I, I enjoy you know, this is outside of mass. I mean, I enjoy making people happy. I enjoy making my friends happy, people I love happy. You know, that's, that brings joy to me. And when it comes to my art, it's, it's such a personal reflection of who I am that to see someone else, maybe it's their first mass that they ever bought and it's going to be the last mass that they ever bought. I want to be able to make them as happy as I possibly can so that they put something up on their mantle or their shelf or their cases. And 
you just made their whole world. They look at every little cent that they spent with you and they said that was so worth it. Not only was the customer service there, not only was the communication there, not only did you care, but you did exactly what I asked you to do and I, I couldn't be happier. That that's the most rewarding thing I can I can ever take away. I mean I would I would rather make nothing and to hear happiness than to ever take something and to hear you unhappy. Um, because that I take, I take disappointment from people that if, if they're not happy, I take that pretty hard. I take it, I take it personally. I, I you know, and I, and I, and I don't mean that I get angry about it. I take it personally. I take it hard because I'm like, damn, I fucking failed that person. You know, that sucks. What, what can I do to either make it right? Or what can I do next time so that I can do a better job. You know, I take that stuff really hard because I care so much and yeah, I can go on about that all night, but yeah. Yep. Hence your 14 day uh, thing that you got going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And speaking as a customer, especially when I was a first time customer, uh, it wasn't, Oh, you did exactly what I asked you to do. It's you brought to life exactly what I was trying to communicate to you, and that's what's the most memorable. It's like when you can unbox, you know, what you voiced, uh, what you communicated, and all of a sudden you unbox it, and there it is. You're holding it in your hands. There it is, come to life, you know, out of the box onto yourself or onto your melon. Uh, yeah, that's. That's something. Yeah. Um, it also helps that, you know, you're um you're a big Halloween fan because if you're just making these masks just for the hell of it, just to sell a whole bunch and make a quick dollar, uh, it doesn't say much about your work, you know. No, and you may be able to succeed in that for a little while, but that's very, very short sighted thinking. Um mm-hmm. it says right on my fourteen day turnaround that, you know, we don't you know, we build friendships, we build relationships here and it's true. And, you know, that's why like whenever somebody reaches out to me and says, Hey, what do you think is the most accurate? I maybe in text, it comes off wrong. I don't know. I I've never taken a, a, an opinion poll on it, but I always say back, I'm like, it, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. What do you think is the most accurate? What looks best to you? What do you see? And if you see A, B, C, and D, okay, well, which one of my molds achieves that for you? Look for that. If none of them do, and some other artist does, you know what? I, I, I'm going to cheer you on. It sucks I wasn't able to fulfill that need for you, but at the same time, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you're a collector. I want you to get exactly what what you wanted. But I want people to start to start learning how to think for themselves and that it's okay to think for themselves and to be okay with like, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of the early two thousands paint jobs. I loved, I mean, Aaron, you, you know, the style, the black and white. I loved the like Ben Tramer blonde hair sprayed black. And I love like the no flesh tones and it's just, black weathering with a stark white paint job. I love that mm-hmm. shit. 
And not a lot of people like that style, but that's okay. That's what I like. I'm able to openly admit that I love that style. And when it's, when it's lit, right. I think I did your UL HD that way. Yep. When it's photographed, right. And you got the right person wearing it. I mean, it is spot on to what you see on the film. Now, is it accurate to what you saw in all the behind the scenes photos with all the flesh tones and all that stuff? Probably not, but a black and white paint job to look like the boogeyman. Oh my goodness. You you could, I mean, that's, that's my ideal mask right there. I love that style, but people need, or people, collectors need to get, get out of the norm of asking other people what they should like and start learning how to articulate what they like and be comfortable and asking for what they want and what they like, because it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter what anybody else likes. It doesn't, it matters what you like and what your taste is. Get comfortable with that. Embrace that. Love that. This is going on your shelf. It's not going on my shelf. It's going on yours. Get what you want. And be okay with it. And anybody gives you shit about it, fuck them. It's your money. It's your entertainment dollar. It is your disposable income. Aaron, Hannah, me, the man on the moon has no power to tell you what you like is wrong. That is your money to do with it whatever you want. So get what you like. And screw anybody else that doesn't like it. Who cares? Love that. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, if that concludes a previous question, we're going to move along to second of the last on the list here. Number nine is what is a common misconception people have about what you do? And I'm assuming this pertains specifically to mask making. Two things. One, one is financial. People that don't know, they just see the pieces go up. They think, oh man, they're, they're making, they're making a lot of money off this. No, you're really not. When you look at, when you look at the, the cost and the time, I mean, look at your hourly job. All right. If you had to take longer to stay on to do that job, let's take overtime out of it. Like, I don't want to hear someone who's like, well, yeah, but if you calculate in over, fuck overtime. I'm not talking about overtime. I'm talking about if time is money, okay? If you got eight hours to complete something and you're getting paid X per hour, but you end up taking 12 hours to do it, did you make more money or did you make less money? It's a real question I'm asking. Oh. <laughs> less. You're making less money because you're spending more time on that product. So I look at it this way, you know, every minute, every second, every hour that I spend working on something the talk, the, the, the clock is ticking. 
But then you got to look at shipping fees, PayPal fees, processing fees, materials. And then there's some asshole out there that's making masks that's listening to me say that. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't cost that much. It only costs about, you know, X amount of dollars. You know, <laughs> fuck off, okay? It's still cutting into your profit margin. <laughs> and then isn't your time worth something? Is the misconception as you make all this money? No, you really don't. And with inflation going through the fucking roof everywhere, I'm telling you, <laughs> my latex that I've had custom formulated for me when I went through the process I just had to raise my prices because I buy a 55 gallon drum it cost me shipped I just got it in last week and I was pissed about it just got it in last week got it all distributed but it's not the important thing is a year ago when I ordered latex and had it shipped, it was $700 less for the same amount. Wow. $700 less last year. Wow. I was pissed. I'd be fucking livid. Yeah. But it's like that everywhere. Well, yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. So my whole thing is, is the biggest misconception is, is, is the financial side is nobody's getting rich. Most of these artists are doing it out of their basement, out of their garage, like me in their side yard and in their garage, little shed out in the backyard. We don't have a warehouse. We don't have a studio where it's coming off an assembly line and we got 50 workers with a hundred bolds working on stuff. This is a one man band mostly. And yeah, a lot of guys out there can make their studio or their company sound big. Most of the time it's not. I mean, WMP. Yeah. I mean, I've put my initials and my brand out there, but I'm a one man band. I mean, both of you, both of you have been to my humble little abode. I mean, do I run a factory? I got a, I got a small section of my garage that I use. I mean, you got Santa Mira running out of your garage, bro. <laughs> am I lying about that, Hannah? No, you're not lying. Am I lying about that, Aaron? No, you got Santa Mira running out of your garage, bro. Don't lie. <laughs> see someone's gonna hear that they're gonna say see i fuck told you, you. He's factory. fuck you not you that fucking person we're just talking about <laughs> that person <laughs> that person but um but yeah the biggest misconception is how much some of these artists make and it, it's not a lot it really isn't and the more you people can continue to think that it's just it brings out the trolls and the assholes to constantly say shouldn't shouldn't be that much i can i can go get a mass-produced mask for 65 dollars well then go do it 
He didn't need to comment on it. Yeah, go, just, go get the child labor backed fucking mass produced bullshit. Yeah, just go just go buy it and be happy and shut the fuck up. Or like as Eddie Murphy said about Bill Cosby, have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and be cool with that. I I I obviously want to do this as long as I can. I got I got two little kids that just in the last year helped me mold, which I think is cool as shit. You know, that is and cool as shit, man. It really is. And the fact that they, they, they want to be part of it at times um, is really cool. They most recently, they wanted to know about the process of the pouring and the pulling and the prepping and like, that's cool. You know, I want to get to a point where they're at an age where I, th- th- if, if there's only one other milestone I want to hit before I call it quits for good is I want to be in a position where I can teach them how to paint weather and hair and they do it. And that could be like the greatest gift I can pass on from a professional standpoint is seeing them do one by themselves. And that's, that's really ultimately what I want before I, ever decide that i don't want to do it anymore like there's times i you know i'll I'll be honest there's times where i really just i don't know if i want to do it anymore and it's not that i don't enjoy it i do i've always said and aaron you've heard me say this and we're we're going on yeah this is our eighth year of knowing each other for eight years, you you heard me like nine. Especially, is it nine? Twenty thirteen to twenty twenty two. Jesus Christ! Okay, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. Anyway, so nine years, especially in the first three to four, you heard, especially when all the bullshit happened, and I I was forced out, and I just said I I don't I don't even want to fucking look at this shit anymore. You always, you always ask me, you're like, you know, if you could ever go back and do it again, what would you do? I I remember you asking me that on the way back from a Bucks practice that we went to and we had that sweet Dodge Ram Hemi that we were driving back. Mm. Remember that thing? Good times. Yeah. But you asked me that question and I said, you know, I wish I could just have one more run or however, however long that's going to be, wish I could have another run and I can just go out on my own terms and go out and be happy. I've kind of achieved that. I, I do things now because I enjoy doing it for the people that want them versus it feeling like it's a job. Last time, Early on, it felt like work. It felt like a job. Now I just feel like I'm, I'm doing it because I love to do it. But if, if it ever gets to a point where it's just really not enjoyable, I'm not going to want to do it anymore. And that doesn't mean that I'm angry or anything like that. I just want to say, hey, I'm at peace. I got nothing more left to prove. I'm good. Um. But where do I see WMP is you're kind of, 
you're kind of seeing it now. Like if people are listening, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Go to WMPgear.com and just take a look through there. I want to be able to do apparel. Um, I have up there mass stands and busts and different ways to display your items. I want to get into cases to display your stuff, you know, um, lighting stuff. I mean, I want to get into an accessory for a collector and it has nothing to do with white masks or any of that. That's why you're seeing a lot of times now, like the logo is just WMP and there's no white mask productions because eventually there's not going to be. I mean, eventually let's look at it. Father time is undefeated. There's going to come a point in time that a, I'm not around anymore to do it. Unless your name is Tom Brady. Well, father time is undefeated and he's not done with his life yet. So there's going to come a point in time in every man's life where they're not going to be able to do something because they're six feet under or number two, what happens if I get hit with an illness that makes it to a point where I can't do this anymore. Could happen. You know, I don't know what fumes I've inhaled or what chemicals I've inhaled that 10 years down the road, I'm going to pay for. I have no idea. You know, maybe I don't pay for anything. Maybe I'm being overdramatic, but these are all unknowns. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. It all boils down to as long as I'm healthy and I'm able to do it both physically and internally. Sure. I could, I could see myself as a little old man out there slinging fucking latex in his, his garage and being happy with it. You know, with his butt crack hanging out at 65, 70 years old. I could see that. Might have to hire someone to pick up the molds and mold and, and do shit for me. But, you know, doing the artwork could still be fun. I mean, could I see that? Sure. Doing it at the level that I've done it for however many years. I can't see that, but doing it once in a while. But the the future of WMP, I, I want it to be like WMPgear.com is I want it to be for the collector to be able to go accessorize, get apparel, get cool apparel like cavity colors or horror merch or, or, or whatever, like, you know, designs. I want to be able for apparel. I, I want that for the collectors. I want uh, people to be able to have a one-stop shop they can go to, to get supplies for sculpting and mass making supplies that, that, that we can provide paint, latex, silicones, different things. Um, I want to be a store, an online store where, you, you know, a one-stop shop store where you can just go get, get your stuff. And, you know, I, I, that's, that's more of what I see WMP in the future. If I had to put my, my finger on it, that's what I, that's ultimately what I see and ultimately what I want. And that's coming into fruition right now. I mean, the groundwork for that has already been established. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the best answer that I could. I mean, I can't think of a better way to to offer an answer for that question. Sounds like the most reasonable, reasonable answer, honestly. I mean, it's not like you can sit there and predict your future, but you can always say what you would like to do, you know. And you've already got and the best part is you've already got it underway. So 
Yeah, I always tried to look at the pulse of the collector and say, I I know I want to stay involved some way, somehow, some form, some way. How do I do that? You know, what do I see that collectors or horror fanatics, what do I see that they like? What can I offer them? Because inside I'm one of the, I'm, I'm one of them, you know, so what can I offer them, you know, from someone that's one of them, what can I offer them that, that they're looking for? Well, and just like in the previous episode, when you were (laughs) regaling us with the tale about the Nemlot, you know, uh, the week when the investigation of your superior was going on, uh, you stayed busy. Okay. You kept your feet moving. Which is another reason why I think if you ever gave the uh, you know the sport of hockey a chance, you'd really like it because you cannot survive on the two hundred foot rink unless you keep your feet moving. That's a life lesson, man. You got to keep your feet moving. You know you can't bank on one thing. It's great to have something you know a main thing going for you, but at the same time, if you got the opportunity, you get something going on the side. Keep your feet moving because you never know when something might come along and try to snatch the rug right out from under you. Keep your feet moving, and it sounds to me that's exactly what you've done with WMP. You've kept the feet moving. You know you've kept things. You've kept you know progress doesn't stand still for anybody the wheels of progress keep turning and that's exactly what you have done with wmp you know you've you've kept uh you've kept you know you kept the fan and the collector in mind but at the same time you've kept the wheels of progress turning towards how can i most uh cater to you know that fan and that collector and you kept your you kept your feet moving Uh so busy Yep. So yeah, absolutely. That was fun. Absolutely. I don't think that um as a matter of fact, I know for a fact, I mean I know we've done Q and A episodes before, but I mean this is definitely a first when a uh uh when a group member has submitted uh, an entire laundry list, and I don't, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, uh, but it submitted an entire laundry list of questions that we've been able to, you know, turn around and 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 formulate into an entire episode. So, uh, Mr. Christopher Ryder Castillo, uh, definitely appreciate the uh, the questions, and um, speaking on behalf of all three of us here, the opportunity to. Uh, you know, to do an episode to uh, provide you answers. I hope that uh, all the answers that uh, Chris was able to provide you uh, suited your fancy and was able to, um, you know, give the answers you were looking for and everyone else who was listening. Yes, and we will see him in June. Uh, Chris, do you want to uh, add anything else before we sign off for this particular episode? I'll say one last thing, and I don't want this to sound cheesy. It's just, this is from the heart, and I mean it. And talking about the history of WMP, talking about specific stories over the last couple of episodes. I want people that have ever bought a mask from me that ever will or or or, or not. Just want to or let you know. About. Just want to let all of you know, I love you, and I mean it, and... I appreciate all of you and I thank all of you for 
not letting me give up on what I'm passionate about and not not letting me keep that that beast you know down down in there that that was taking over my soul for so many years and keeping me bitter and now like I said I'm, I'm able to operate from a place of peace and happiness and love and passion and that's all I've ever wanted so that's why I, I said a little bit earlier that if, if I were to ever walk away I'm, I, I'm getting my wish because I'm able to walk away how I want to walk away and want to be ultimately remembered so thank all of you excellent that was so wholesome (laughs) Hannah do you want to add anything on to that before we sign off um well I I do want to thank um, Christopher Castillo for the questions I thought I thought it was really cool that we could make a whole episode out of it. The the questions were really detailed and you know you know, Aaron and I got a little bit out of out of these answers too because you know we can sit here and talk about this stuff all the time, but it seems like each time, you know, he answers a question we always find out like one like another piece of information that we didn't know before. It's it's always enlightening. So, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So if nobody else has anything else left to offer, uh, on behalf of all of us here, the beautiful Miss Hannah Santiago Price and the mad, mad scientist, Mr. Chris Morgan, I am Aaron Bass. Thank you all again for listening, and we will catch you on the flip side next time. Take care. Stay safe. Stay safe.